just pick a side people because the markets will go on to a wild ride today on either way as the US will reveal its latest inflation data today and the US CPI days are known for their solid intraday volatility. So welcome to Swiss Coast Daily Market Talk and happy Valentine's Day. So market bulls have endless optimism this year, this is the least I could say, it's really amazing. Whether it's funded or not is yet to be seen. What's also funny at the start of this year is that because the major market actions just happen in a trade that goes against the Federal Reserve and is claimed that it will take the interest rates in the US higher than the 5% mark and keep them there and not cut them before the year ends, well, there is not much consensus in the market. For example, Last year, it was pretty much obvious to everyone that both equity and bond markets were going to get shattered because the Federal Reserve just started hiking the interest rates quite aggressively, even more aggressively than we thought. They started shrinking the size of the huge Fed's balance sheet uh, that had serious negative impact, obviously, on the U.S. bond yields. The U.S. two-year yield, for example, jumped from around 0% by mid-2021 to almost 5% by November last year. Higher interest rates weighed on equities as well. The S&P 500 lost up to 27% at its worst last year and since just at the door of the bull market today, just before the release of the latest inflation data in the US. Whether it could step in and extend gains or it will have to go back to the bearish waters will obviously depend on the strength of the inflation data due today, more precisely, the strength of a positive or a negative surprise. And as I was saying just before, there is not much consensus about what could happen to the S&P 500 stocks from here. To be fair with you, most big bank analysts think that the early year rally that we just saw should fade and leave its place to a fresh wave of a heavy sell-off as we are not living in the Mickey Mouse world. And Mind you, even in the Mickey Mouse world, the things are not going great at the start of this year with a five and a half billion US dollar worth of cost saving and 7,000 job cuts announced just last week. But anyway, from what we read in the news, a star analyst at JP Morgan now urges investors to dump their stocks and buy bonds. Another analyst at Bank of America says that the S&P 500 will actually remain in the bear market. So in other words, he says that there is no future for the equity bulls above the actual levels. Then a Morgan Stanley analyst says that the recent move higher in the front end of the interest rates is supportive of the notion that the Federal Reserve may actually remain restrictive for longer than expected and that the equity market is refusing to accept this reality, which is true, while a Wells Fargo analyst is the only one in all these crowds who seemingly disagrees with everyone. They're Chris Hart we actually thinks that the bear market is certainly over and that healthy balance sheets at both the corporate and the consumer level suggest a subdued level of systemic risk, meaning the catalyst for an extended market downturn is largely absent, he says. Ah bon, because I think that I would rather position with the previous bearish dues as I don't necessarily see a solid funding for an extended rally in the S&P 500 in the broad markets unless we have fundamentally good news. 
and by fundamentally good news, slowing inflation today, for example, is a type of fundamentally good news that I am looking for. Because slower inflation doesn't only mean a healthier economy and obviously less pain for the future for businesses and households, but it also means that the Federal Reserve could indeed soften its policy tone as the interest rates are now approaching the 5% level. And that would mean a weakening pressure on borrowing costs and that could do good to the stock markets and to the market mood overall. The problem is nothing is less sure than the idea that we will see a good soft inflation report from the US today. Why? Because some indicators point at a certain uptick in the US inflation in the January figures. Because first, as we talked at yesterday's episode, energy and commodity prices were up for the first three weeks of the new year, although they gave back a part of the recent gains, while well, January prices were clearly impacted by higher energy and commodity prices due to the Chinese reopening story. Second, the price of used cars in the US just unexpectedly rose since the end of last year and that uh, rise got just more worrying into the January. Then the rapid fall in inflation since last summer was actually due to the retreat in energy and commodity prices and the retreat in second-hand car prices in the US, but it was also due to the easing tensions on the supply chains post-COVID and the falling transportation costs that came along with it. But nowadays, warehouses and distribution centers are reportedly pushing their rates higher. And according to a latest news from CNBC, while US storage prices went up 1.4% over the month and nearly 11% over the year. And that could actually apply some fresh pressure on consumer prices in the US. So there will be a point where inflation in the US will be harder to pull lower than it has been when the CPI was flashing about the 9% mark last summer. So where is that point is anybody's guess. But as we move down in terms of inflation, we know that we are getting closer to that point. For today, the expectation is that the US headline CPI may have slowed to 6.2% in January from 6.5% printed a month earlier on a yearly basis. The core inflation is seen down to 5.5% from 5.7% from a month earlier. And on a monthly basis, while core inflation is seen stable around the 0.4% level, while while headline inflation is seen ticking higher from 0.1% to 0.5% last month. So a sufficiently soft or ideally a softer than expected CPI read today in the US should give an additional boost to the equity bulls and push the S&P 500 to fresh highs in this actual positive trend. Likewise, or parallelly or mirror-wise, a stronger inflation read today could easily bring the Fed hawks back to the marketplace and send the S&P 500 stocks tumbling. So the next key support stands at 43rd level for the S&P 500, where we have the minor 23.6% retracement level on October to February. So we will see where the S&P 500 will be headed today. Now in the FX markets, US dollar has seen a crowd of sellers about the 50-day moving average yesterday. A strong inflation data from the US could finally send the dollar index sustainably above its 50-day moving average, while a soft reading will be a good reason to sell the rebound in the US dollar. Elsewhere, the euro dollar continues its own struggle around its own 50-day moving average level. The EU raises growth forecast generously from 0.3% to 0.9% for this year yesterday. All member states will grow except from 
no, 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 not the UK because they are no longer in the European Union, remember, except from Sweden. But, 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 Germany and Austria will still suffer two straight negative quarters, while Italy will apparently feel the pain during the first three quarters of this year. So yeah, it's an upward revision, but it's not necessarily brilliant per se, but it's at least not getting on the way of the European Central Bank interest rate hikes. Now in Japan, Kazuo Ueda has been finally nominated as the next Bank of Japan governor. Now there are rumors out there that the new BOJ leader could scrap the yield curve control policy, which helped push in the US dollar uh, yen below the 50-day moving average early in Tokyo today, but both for the euro dollar and the dollar yen, while the short-term direction remains mostly mostly dependent on what will happen to the US dollar. Now, I will end this episode with a quite a quick word on uh, the balloon drama that's going on between the US and China since last week. Well, we know that uh, the US and the Chinese got in a race to shoot down flying objects on their airs and, you know, they're actually spending a colossal amount of money for doing that. Americans, for example, use a weapon from Raytheon, apparently, to shoot the objects down and each of these weapons costs around 440,000 US dollars. But that's not the news. The news is that the US and the Chinese officials will actually meet in Europe this week to talk and that could eventually melt this ice between the two countries and do good to the geopolitical mood. That and a potentially stronger US dollar past the CPI data today could further weigh on gold prices, which also stepped below their 50-day moving average at the start of this week. And if you want a quick summary about all this blah blah that I just said, well, what everyone wants to see today is a soft US CPI figure, a softer US dollar, stronger equities, improved bonds, and stronger other currencies. What everyone fears, however, is a CPI figure that's not convincingly softer. So our fingers are crossed and seat belts are fastened. It may be a wild ride today. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshka and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.